Good morning, London, and welcome to another edition of the MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young. I'm pleased to be joining you wherever you may be tuning in from. Uh, Of course, on this show, we always talk about all things health, nutrition, fitness related, and uh, today's episode will be just like every other. Now, on the show last week, I actually talked a little bit about the launching of our new travel medicine clinic, and uh, I had some good uh, responses from that show, and uh, thank everybody for writing in. Um, But uh, I thought, you know what, what better way to talk a little bit about this new service than to discuss it directly with Dr. Gall himself? And I kind of thought gee, this doctor's not going to have time to come on the radio, but hey, here he is, Saturday morning. Dr. Gall, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Ron. A bit early, but here I am. Absolutely. So travel medicine, maybe let's go back to the very beginning here and and talk about what interested you in travel medicine, why you kind of got involved in it, and uh, you seem very passionate about it, of course. Yeah, probably two things. So the first one, personally, I like to travel, right? And I was lucky enough uh, to travel quite a bit when I was younger. Uh, And then, you know, through school, I did degrees in immunology, microbiology, of course, going through medical school. Uh, Both of those kind of passions combined led me to uh, doing travel medicine. Excellent. And you were in the Barrie area for a long while there. Did you grow up in that area or where, where did you grow up? Yeah, good question. Uh, no, I grew up uh, kind of all over. Most of my time actually was spent in London being in school for so long. Okay. Uh, and then was in Barrie, great community, and started a travel medicine clinic there right. and uh, excited to bring those services here. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit about why people would want to visit a travel medicine clinic because, you know, it's something that I feel like a lot of people have been chomping at the bit to get out go overseas or, or what have you, and uh, maybe they make their travel plans a little prematurely without properly thinking it through. Yeah, I think you could answer that question two ways. Uh, the first way would be to answer it pre-COVID. So okay. pre-COVID, certainly people would come see me to avoid exotic diseases that have very serious consequences. Right. Yellow fever, for example, malaria, Japanese encephalitis, Um, any number of exotic diseases that, albeit rare, can cause serious side effects. Going forward now, post-COVID, I think people are much more aware that maybe other countries don't have the vaccination rates we do, maybe they don't have the same policies, certainly not the same access to medical care. So I think if we look at a silver lining of the pandemic, if there is any, it's drawn awareness to if I am going to travel, I'm going to do it safely. So I expect a lot more informed travelers uh, coming through and certainly we'll focus on the exotic stuff, but also the more common stuff, COVID being uh, front of mind. Right. Yeah. And this is a full service. Basically, the patients will book in, they will get kind of fill out their itinerary. They'll come see you. You'll consult with them, talk to them about the area that they are traveling to and they can leave the office with the vaccines to keep themselves safe and, and make sure that they have a peace of mind when they are in those areas, uh, that they're protected. Yeah, and also a prescription for any medications they might need based on their itinerary and their, and their health. Really a one-stop shop. I, I found with my clinical experience that if you're bringing people back multiple times, it gets 
uh, a little inconvenient. So uh, really strive to have a good service. You come, you get all your questions answered, and then we give you everything uh, we need uh, if you want. Yeah. And some of those other, like, prescriptions you're talking about is to combat diarrhea, nausea, stuff like that? Yeah, certainly. So altitude illness is a big one that people maybe don't think about. Diarrhea, absolutely. Malaria is on that list. Um, So, again, tailored to the individual. It's not uh, the same thing for everyone. We really want to make sure that someone has an individualized visit uh, based on their health, but also what they're doing in whatever country they're going to. Absolutely. And the one thing that I found really interesting when we were discussing it a couple weeks back was just this whole idea that, hey, if I go to, and and I'm probably way off here, the Congo, (laughs) I need a certain... Uh, vaccine for this area, this area, or this area. It could be one of many areas. And you've encountered that where, hey, I'm going to, um, uh, you know, a country, but I need to know specifically what part of the country because it could be very different. Yeah, exactly. We're very specific on itineraries because if I make it easy for folks here in Canada, you can imagine if you travel to Nova Scotia versus traveling to British Columbia, the climate and the altitude and Uh, You know, any number of things are going to be different. Well, if we take that to, uh, let's say, and not to pick on Peru, but Peru has the Andes, so there's altitude, they have Amazon, and then on the Pacific coast, uh, just quite different climates. So uh, absolutely, people could be going to the same country and get two very different visits from me, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, at the same time. Right. Yeah. So it is on our website. If you go to medpoint.ca, you can check out the travel medicine uh, link. within the menu. Um, but, you know, if you have travel plans, if, if uh, you're even just thinking about going away, uh, you know, it's, it's worth a call to us. It's worth maybe submitting a contact form and, and reserving your spot. Our next travel medicine clinic day is November the 10th. That's a Wednesday afternoon. And uh, again, like Dr. Gall was saying, we, we intend for it to be a one-stop shop. Come make sure that you can travel with uh, peace of mind and knowing you're protected. Uh, like I said, I, I mean, I'm ready to go traveling. <laughs> um, doctor, just, just so we kind of know, what's your favorite place to travel to? Wow. Uh, I think my most surreal moment was floating uh, in the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. Uh, you just can't describe the colors and right. where you are. Uh, that's maybe cherry picking one of many favorite spots that I've had. Right. Um, you know, I, I lived overseas and I have lots of uh, good memories, but that one for sure, if everyone gets a chance to go, they should go. Yeah. And uh, just just for fun, you've been in travel medicine for quite a few years. What's kind of the most bizarre request? Like, have you like had anybody travel to Guam or like something some, somewhere like that, that if you say it to me and the listeners, we wouldn't even be able to point at a map sure. and be there. Yeah. So I would say almost every week we get stuff like that. So don't worry about where you're going. We'll make sure you're safe to go. Uh, probably uh, I had a fellow going to Burundi, uh, which is uh, in Africa and uh, an interesting place to, to visit, that's for sure. Uh, so if I had to pick one just off the top of my head, uh, Burundi, if you find it on a map, good for you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dr. Gall, I appreciate you stopping in and being on the show this morning. Uh, certainly there is a... a big world out there and, and obviously uh, we need to make sure that we have those levels of defense uh, if we're if we are going to enjoy certain areas that we're not 
typically accustomed to. So thanks for being here. Thanks for bringing your service here. And uh, again, you can always check out the website medpoint.ca and, and the travel medicine link uh, and get more information. Dr. Gall, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Ron. Have a great day. So uh, we got to take a quick commercial break, but uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more things health, fitness, nutrition related on the MedPoint Health Half Hour 980 CFPL Radio. Hey, welcome back to the program. Ron Young here. Every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., we talk all things health, fitness, nutrition related. I'm pleased to be joining you on the program today. Thank you for uh, having me wherever you may be listening. And a special day coming up this weekend. It's Halloween. And, of course, if you're like me, you have lots of young children. Uh, It's a real special time of the year. And uh, maybe you don't have kids. Maybe you just enjoy some scary films or you're going to cozy up on the couch and uh, do a a binge watch of a certain show. Absolutely. Do however you want to celebrate it. Uh, It's uh, a lot of fun. But I just uh, remind everybody to please... Be safe about it. Make sure that you slow down on city streets and uh, watch for kids. Sometimes those dark outfits uh, just do not show up very well. One thing that I wanted to chat about is uh, for Halloween is just how to have a healthier Halloween. Because I know that a lot of uh, candy is going to be dished out. And I actually heard on the radio this uh, past week there's a candy calculator online that you can if you're late getting candy and you want to hand out something out at the door, you can just go on there. You can times the amount of hours that you're going to be giving out candy by the amount of kids, divide it by uh, <laughs> the generosity factor or something like that. So go on and check it out. It sounds like it might be fun to, to just see if it, if it is fairly accurate. I know we usually tend to have only about 50 kids in our neighborhood, so... When I buy one of the, you know, 90 mini chocolate bars, I can usually expect to have about 40 left over. But um, no, how do we have a, a healthier Halloween? And especially when we're celebrating with kids, trying to teach them good, healthy habits. It can be very challenging, of course. Kids love candy, especially sticky candy, you know, candy high sugar. Uh, it's, it's a huge thing for this time of year. And... I actually remember way back when I was young, way back when, I say, modestly, (laughs) there was a gentleman who uh, on our street uh, block who uh, would hand out two liter uh, jugs of Coke to kids. And I always thought that he was like the best guy in the world. But little did I know that that was going to, uh, (laughs) you know, add up in a lot of calories. I think he actually just liked doing it so that he could get a chuckle watching the kids carry their heavy pillow sacks away and uh, probably got a good good chuckle out of that. So, But no, how do we make sure that Halloween is, is safe and fun for the kids and also healthy? Well, there's a few different tips that I have for you. Uh, the first one is actually giving out more chocolate versus hard candies uh, and, and stuff like that. Hard candies can get stuck in kids' teeth rather easily and uh, you know, lots of sugar, and if it if it gets stuck and it sits there and sits there and sits there, then uh, obviously uh, can develop cavities and stuff like that. So maybe tend to hand out chocolate versus some of the high sugar candy that can really get stuck in the teeth of kids. What's another way? Making sure that uh, your kids understand healthy amounts of candy to be eating. 
perhaps eating in moderation. It's, it's not unrealistic to think, hey, end of November, you still have a little bit of that candy left over. I think a lot of people are quick to eat. I know parents are always usually quick to pick at it. Um, and, uh, you know, just it's good if they can understand proper portions and measure it out. Or even if you just ration it and say, look, you can have two treats uh, each day, maybe at a certain time of the day, just before bed when they're going to be brushing their teeth immediately after anyways. There's also that uh, suggestion of the switch witch where, you know, if you trade in some of your candy, you get like a, a dollar store toy or something like that. So, you know, there's uh, other options there uh, as well. So uh, make sure that you uh, maybe get a little bit creative in what you're doing. The other thing is in the household. A lot of people just think trick-or-treating, Halloween, it's out, it's out and about. People are getting candy from other people. Well, what are you doing to celebrate within your house and are the snacks healthy? There's uh, lots of different things online that you can look to. Uh, certainly one of my favorites are the Boo Nanas. Um, just essentially bananas with uh, a couple chocolate chips as eyes. Um, there's other like apple slices with peanut butter and uh, some Cadbury mini eggs. And you can kind of make a mouth out of them. There's a whole bunch of different Halloween treats that you can give out to your kids. Or maybe your kids are having a couple kids over uh, that, are, that have that Halloween spin to them. But are, you know, more to the core healthy than the typical chocolate bar and, and, and pieces of candy or chips and pop. So be on the lookout for stuff like that because it's, 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 situations like that where we can really tell our kids and show our kids how to properly eat, how to properly ration things out, um, maybe even how to celebrate without thinking it's all about candy and stuff. But it's uh, one of those things that we want to set up healthy habits early so that you can make sure they're sustained throughout their lives. Um, one other thing I wanted to chat about is uh, just making sure that uh, we're still in a pandemic season, COVID is still present, yes. So ensuring that uh, proper hygiene is maintained throughout Halloween when you come home from trick-or-treating, wash your hands, try and maintain distancing if you can while outside, and uh, of course, uh, wear, wear a mask. Maybe if you're not already wearing a mask, <laughs> it might not be a bad idea. Uh, certainly, we can all come together, celebrate this uh, fun time of the year, and uh, do it in a safe and um, healthy manner. So, yeah, I always enjoy Halloween, and uh, I hope you do too. Uh, it's always fun to see the kids dressing up, and, uh, you know, just as long as everybody's safe about it, no vandals, no, uh, you know, people being too greedy, uh, it's, it's a good time to uh, have some fun. So consider those tips, and uh, if you want some more tips, you know, we've got a full team of uh, fitness staff, We've got dietitians here. Uh, it's MedPoint. You want to check out some of our services. It's just medpointfitness.ca, or you can go to the main MedPoint site, medpoint.ca, and check things out. Um, certainly, we'd love to have you in. If you want to kind of start a plan for November and chip away until Christmas, we'd love to be part of that. Or maybe you just want to stay active as the colder weather hits. We are definitely here for you, and we will make sure that we uh, inspire you and, and encourage you and push you towards your goals. So anyway, that's all the time I have for today's show. I want to thank you for joining me. Of course, this is every Saturday morning, MedPoint Health Half Hour. You've been listening to on 980 CFPL Radio.